This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Always uncomfortable when somebody ripped one in the room and, and nobody is claiming it, but that's the situation we fall, find ourselves under <laughs> right crazy, now. That's crazy, dude. Because that smells horrific. It's a, we got a phantom wow, farter one. Man. Yeah. But you guys know I'll claim anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm, for, I'm forgetful. I guess it could have been me. Could have uh, slipped out. This might have been a KMC situation. You know? You think it was a lingerer? It might have been. I mean, it hit. A walk walk off? It hit seconds before the microphones turned on, though. It'd be a delayed reaction. Oh, you know? That Glade spray came in clutch right there, though. That was nice with the Febreze or whatever it was. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, updates on Cowboy Stories here coming up in just a couple of minutes. A a really interesting uh, show is coming up here over the next five hours. I do think I think we're getting clarity on on what's going on here with the Cowboys, but I do want to get to this story. Amazon's done a deal with Diamond Sports, which owns Bally, and I think this is great news. I think it's going to end up getting Bally on Amazon, so it's going to be another way that you can watch it. But basically, Diamond that owns Bally went tease up. Uh, that's the old uh, you know bankruptcy, so they're getting bailed out here by by Amazon. That's giving them some cash to keep them on their feet and keep these agreements in place. Amazon's win is uh, they're getting, they're getting to, to put the games on their platform. So this would be cool. Customers will be able to access their local team's content on prime video channels where diamond has rights pricing and availability will announce at a later date. Regional sports content will also remain available on cable and satellite providers. So however you've been getting Bally works, if you have Amazon, that is now your conduit into Rangers, into Star. No, not into Stars, just Rangers. Yeah, yeah. No, and Stars? Stars and Mavs. And Mavs should be Stars, available Mavs, as well. Yeah, all three. Oh, dude, this is great. This is a win. This is yeah. a big win. For those yeah. of you that are struggling with Bally, I know the three of us aren't, but this is a big win. They I mean, took lot- my money last year, though, so I was trying to help. Yeah, you really got hosed by that Bally app. Oh, God. It was your bad doing the annual. Should have done the monthly payments. How much did that end up being? About a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, that's I unfortunate. I might as well just give it to you guys and say, here, go have fun. What know? a bunch of crooks. They took your money. They were just taking baseball games last year and running them without paying them because they wanted to try to get money. But the good news is, in the end, uh, fans win. And most people have the Amazon Prime because you're already paying for the mailing service because you want your gear in, in two days. So you're paying for that. And if you're paying for that, you get the, the Prime video, right? Prime. I'm not mistaken on that. Not yeah, paying. yeah, yeah. So we're we're good to go now, uh, sports fans. Okay, uh, and then we have before we get to Cowboys, the other uh, the other story is the Pacers trading for Siakam. Um, they're gonna have to go for it at some point. I hope there is a player as good as Siakam coming down the pike for an opportunity to acquire in the next, you know, probably twelve months. They got to do it this summer or at the deadline next year. Um, and I, I anticipate it's gonna be glorious. 
I am predicting Mavs championship in the next five years, guys. You buying or selling? You're you're calling a Mavericks championship in the next five years? Yeah. Mm, I think I could get on board with that. I'll, I'll, pu- I'll put a bet payoff on the line here for 2029. <laughs> How about okay. that? Okay. Got to catch me at the lake. <laughs> put that in the archiver. Yeah. Circle back. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm, I'm with you on that. Within the next I'll drive five years. In. <laughs> you're not going to quit working, Brian. As soon as this ben, is a myth. As soon as Ben oh, gets out of retire. As soon as Ben is, yeah, right. As soon as Ben gets you'll, out of school. He'll, he'll be to, that dude that retires for like four weeks. You saw me try to accelerate his college education yesterday. In yeah. Fast forward. I know. Yeah, I fast forward. I've seen that. a lot of things from you over the years, Brian. <laughs> Not all good. <laughs> I don't think you can walk away from working. Uh, buying yeah. or selling that, gentlemen. I'm going to go ahead and buy that one. Yeah. 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 He's, he's married to the game. You won't even take a vacation. You desperately need a vacation right now after busting your ass through an entire Cowboy season where people were killing you constantly for your time. Uh, they were ridiculing you on Twitter, oh, even though you were yeah. giving them gold. I was trying. You're dealing with haters right and left. And Gavin, man, I appreciate everything you you're saying right You need a vacation. You do. Ah, this man, and, and guess what he's going to do? He's going to work 16 hours a day through the draft. Yeah, he's going to cram yeah. himself into a tiny little closet. Yeah. By the way, yeah. we had the draft show today, and it was a hell of a lot of fun. It was a blast. It was fun. Check it out. Yeah. After you after you check out our show, check out the draft uh, draft show on uh, all the DallasCowboys.com platforms. 903, Gavin, you're smoking crack if you think uh, the Mavs are going to win the championship in the next five years. Uh, well, I would say Luka and Kyrie. Checkmate. Okay. I'm digging that. Plus lively. <laughs> This is it's on. Yeah. It is so on because they have the, the the pieces to make some very significant trades. Hardy and Green and all their draft picks. They're going to be able to trade for, I believe, a big wing and a veteran big to play along with Lively that's got more muscle on him, so you can battle with Embiid. You know, if he reaches the finals, and obviously Jokic and Cat on your way to the finals. Maybe Wimby. You know, if they can uh, get their hands on some veteran players and start making a push for it. Anyway, Siakam's going to the Pacers. The, we, I, we, I think we can close the book on the possibility of a coaching change. Uh, David Moore's story, um, and oftentimes, the, you know, the, the, the story that he's doing, the organization is kind of giving him their viewpoints, yeah. and he writes a story in a way where he's basically reporting their strategy, and then he uh, kind of co-signs on it. He endorses it with some opinions in there. Yeah. And I don't want to downplay that at all because it's a tremendous value to the fan base that you have a guy like David Moore who has the trust of the organization. And if, if you read his stories in times like this, when times are sensitive, the boss isn't doing radio, you're wondering, what are the Cowboys thinking? Usually along comes David Moore with a story like this. And anyway, he wrote a piece last night basically detailing, um, you know, they went into the playoffs thinking if he goes on a deep run, maybe they do an extension. And it's a long leap from there to he's got to go now. So the Cowboys, whether you like it or not, maybe it's traumatic enough of a loss to you that you're willing to move on from all the coaches. But for them, they're taking a wide-angle view on it and looking at that game as, you know, just a piece of evidence, not the only thing they need. Uh, David Moore also said there's no reason to believe Belichick is still a guy who can bring out the best in Dak and the Cowboys right now. Mm. Um, So I kind of took that as... Somebody in the organization is telling that to David Moore, probably a very influential person. Yeah. But if you want to hope that down the road things could be different, I love this section of the stories and in, in sort of his wrap-up. He says a strong argument can be made that it's in the Cowboys' best interest to give these two one more year together before mm-hmm. moving on. 
So if you buy into the idea that David Moore is kind of spoon-feeding you organizational philosophy at the beginning part of that, like, yeah, they're probably not moving on from McCarthy or Dak. Ah, they're not going to do Belichick. But this thing, I can, do, I can do one more year as a, hey, you know, rubber's got to hit the road. I would hope the organization would, you know, make sure they have a run game this time. I don't think any quarterbacks are getting through the playoffs without a, a, a reliable run game. So yeah. tell them they have one more year and make sure they have a run game. And if they're out in the wild card next year, then you will have absolute clarity. It's time to move on. I, I, I think maybe from a coaching standpoint, that makes sense. But I, I don't believe in the idea that the Cowboys would be willing to just ride out the current DAC contract and just say, OK, we'll 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 let you walk free. They're going to extend this thing because of the cap hit. Yeah, they yeah, can't they, afford. They're financially. not just, Yeah, they're not going to eat it. They'll they'll do the one like McCarthy will be the lame duck. But there is no chance it's both of them going into their final years. This isn't going to be the farewell tour. Not for both of them. For McCarthy, it absolutely will be. They're not extending him. He will be lame duck this is your last year and then that'll be it but Dak that's not the case it will be a a redone contract sometime in the next few months and then boom he's here for the long term you guys you guys believe that as well Dak Dak what another four or five years at least most likely that 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 is what I believe but here's the one little bit of hopium if you are still out there and you're like man I really hope for a coaching change here and it is the fact that you have Michael Irvin going on multiple platforms. You've got former Cowboys that are basically saying they're done with this. Hmm. You have to move on. You can't sell the same thing to the fan base. And we do know that Jerry talks and values what Michael Irvin and some of the former players have to say. And Michael's being very outspoken about this. He just went on to Rich Eisen again today and said, I don't know how you can sell that to the fans, that you just run it back and the same thing will happen. And the Parcells stuff we talked about. If Jerry's making a move, and especially if it's for a big fish like a Bill Belichick, and I was talking with C.A. about this before the show, Jerry's going to try and do this probably in secret. We're not going to know about this. Hmm. It's probably all of a sudden going to happen. So if he is kind of behind the scenes, maybe interested in a Belichick or a Harbaugh, or you name the coach, why is he necessarily going to come out and we're going to have this reported right now? It might just go ahead and pop up and happen. So there is a very strong likelihood, based on what David Moore's reporting, that you probably do get McCarthy and Dak back. We're going to run this thing back, and maybe McCarthy's bleep canned in a year from now. But you're going to be stuck with Dak Prescott. I agree with what Eric's saying. Uh, But maybe, just maybe, he is listening and talking with people that he trusts and confidants, and behind closed doors, he could be trying to make a move happen. I think the unfortunate thing by this, and it's all going to run back, you know, and now I think yeah. you, I think you'll have a different at least for one more year. I, I think you'll have a different defensive coordinator though, and 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 whether the defensive coordinator gets his own gig, or they make a determination, there's your not running it completely back. I keep an eye eye on Wink Martindale, hmm. uh, with the uh, from the Giants, this is interesting Ravens once again. one. Yeah, I keep an eye on that. Uh, but I think the unfortunate thing right now is that you have a shot to go get a guy like a Jim Harbaugh. And you, you're not going to take it. You're yeah. not going to take it. And that's that's where, to me, I think it sets you up going forward with uh, you know with with Stephen and Will with a coach that is a is is a buttoned up guy, attention to detail guy, brings a certain amount of toughness, knows how to you know knows how to win games, is not going to let you know take things for chance. You know, has proven in the NFL, like you mentioned yesterday, yeah. that he had some success. This isn't like. You're hiring a college guy to try and be a pro coach. You're yeah. hiring a guy who's had success at the NFL level at a different era, different time. But, you know, I think is adaptable. That That's the thing that hurts me is that you, you have that chance to maybe get that guy 
that could be that difference maker for you. But you're going to continue to ride this one. Yeah. And we'll see what happens uh, this time next year. But I don't think the coaching staff will be the same. I'm hopeful for Dan Quinn. He gets an opportunity to go and coach where he wants to coach. But I would, I'd keep an eye on a, on a defensive coordinator change. Like the fact that you're even having the conversation, you're like, yeah, maybe we'll just give him one more year and do you really want to change and have another different offensive scheme that Dak's got to learn? No. If you're having the conversation and you look at all the whales that are out there right now from the coaching ranks, like yeah. this is a historic time to try and go out there and find a head coach. Who's going to be available next year if you decide to move on from Mike McCarthy? Probably not these guys. So the yeah. time's now to strike. There's no point in waiting, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and I, I do feel like Jerry feels like something, um, you know, needs to get the fan base's attention every offseason. Um, but I, I think he'll probably approach that in a different way. Like maybe it'll maybe it'll be an attempt to ad- adjust the roster because I do uh, take your point well that what Michael Irvin is doing and what yeah. alumni are saying. Yeah. Like people are fed up. But Jerry also wants his comfort. So he's going to try to keep what's comfortable to him while making that happen for the fan base. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, he yeah. did apologize to the fan base right off the jump. He did. And I wonder what, you know, was that, what did that have an angle somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do we have going on here, G-Back Nation? We do have uh, a game coming up tonight, Mavs at Lakers. Jorge Sedano, ESPN, is going to join us to preview it. That's a national TV game. Lakers three-and-a-half-point favorites. Luka is questionable. Uh, Jones and Williams are both probable. Tim Hardaway Jr. is absolutely on fire, averaging 32 points over his last three games. I almost want Luka to not play so we can go for a 40-burger on a national TV there for THJ. That would almost be too good to be true if you could get some sort of a value out of him. Uh, if 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 some team could delude themselves into thinking we really need a six man off the bench, this guy's going to be exactly what we need. Let's give up that first round pick to the Mavs. You know, let's do something crazy, and maybe for a playoff team that's picking in the twenties, you could you know manage to get an asset out of this. I was just looking for a player dump, but as the trade deadline approaching, Tim Hardaway Jr. is heating up, and he's the kind of guy that can stay in his own for like a month. Now, just don't try to dribble, uh, drive the hoop anymore. Bah, that looks bad. That is, uh, that's not a good look for Tim Hardaway Jr. at all anymore. But uh, when he has that jumper falling, you know, he is, uh, he's a, a pretty dang lethal score. And that score off the bench is one of those profiles that's going to be uh, desirable here coming up to the dread trade deadline in the middle of February. Okay, we had uh, the Stars getting the dub uh, last night to move to 26-12 and 5 there. 5-1 uh, over the Kings. Skating mighty nice there at the AAC. Yeah, great win, though. Kings were playing pretty well coming in. So, uh, Dallas, you mentioned it. They jumped on them. Some really solid goals. And once again, you know, they're they're kind of getting their their, their goaltender back. So, that's uh, that's kind of a good thing. They're on, a, they're on a little bit of a good run right now. They are. They are. And the multiple goal scorers, again, is a thing for them. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Okay, we're going to have a, a DAC contract discussion. There mm. is a story out that there is a three-day window the Cowboys could save $34 million bucks if they uh, release Dak inside this 72-hour window. And we'll discuss that, then get you the G-bag of the day. It's next right here on 105 Through the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome back, g Bag Nation. Uh, question for the texters out there at 877-881-1053. Um, leave your name and city you're texting from. How would you approach the Dak Prescott a contract situation going into this offseason. Sean and RJ had a good discussion about it this morning. Um, uh, segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If your loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel. Free consultation, 214 or 817 Go online to truckwreck.com. There is a story making the rounds again. Wanted to clarify on it. We talked about this story. Was it at the start of the season? Um, Dan Graziano had written about it uh, for ESPN. And the headline uh, appears today in heavy.com. Cowboys have a three-day window to save $34 million by trading Dak Prescott. And that is a story that is, I believe, going to generate some pretty significant web traffic. You know, it's going to yeah. be one that's going to be a, a hot one out there. So what exactly does this mean? Well, we looked into it and... <clears throat> The bottom line is it would save them $34 million in cash, but it would not save them $34 million of a cap hit. So, you know, that just serves to, you know, even more significantly speak to, you know, how much of a bad idea it would be for the Cowboys. The out is not this year at at all um, because – you know, what's what's thirty four million dollars cash if you're losing a quarterback? The only reason I think you would, you know, even entertain an idea like that is if you thought, oh, we're going to free up a lot of cap space here and have an opportunity to go for it with the extra cap space that we're saving. Instead of Dak, we're going to get 40 million bucks to spend on somebody, but that's just not going to happen. Uh, Robert Midlothian, why is everyone letting Quinn off the hook uh, for the play against the, the Packers? I don't think they are. I don't think Nobody Brian is. is at all. No, no, not at all. I mean, he's probably lost his job. I think if he so. doesn't get a head coaching, yeah, job. I I think so. And you know, and if if you heard earlier, then you know, I, I mentioned a name of Wink Martindale and all that. But uh, yeah, I I think that, that Dan Quinn, I believe, needs to hope that he gets a job with one of these NFL teams that somebody does hire him, because when you start to talk about changes and you know, we always say running it back and all that, I don't know if they're necessarily run that part of it back. So yeah. just something to keep an eye on. I want to see how the Tolos are, are feeling about this. Uh, uh, Tim in Corsicana, I think they need to use Trey Lance as leverage to make him take less to help build the roster if he doesn't want to, then move on. 
um, and straight up trade with the Bears for for Prescott uh, for Fields is in there as well. I don't know if uh, if Justin Fields is the kind of quarterback prospect Dak Prescott is. I don't know if you'd get uh, too many people agreeing with you on that one there. Uh, you take your medicine and move on, says the 682. If you must keep and extend him, you at least get a dog head coach who will put the fear of God in him. <laughs> Belichick, Harbaugh, McCarthy's too friendly. I think the, I think the head coach actually helped him. Yeah. I do. I mean, as a play caller, I think he did. Now, the playoff game didn't show that. Yeah. But for the majority. And any game against a good team didn't really that, show that, that. That is fair, too. There was like a six-week stretch. That is a fair point. And, and we were fooled. Um, all of us, including myself, and then once they went toe-to-toe with good teams or on the road, it was not the case. He was no longer being helped by his coach. He was no longer being helped. So for as, as, as bad as Dak is in, in those games, I think his coach has proven to be just as bad. Brandon from Atlanta, just let him go. Eat whatever money I have to eat and start <laughs> over. See, now that's what you, if folks, if that's if you want to take the massive cap hit, then you're probably not going to be any good. Well, you'll have players. Well, you've got a quarterback yeah. you'll, you'll have on players. your roster yeah. to where this year, like if you no took question. the cap hit, at least you can line up and maybe Trey Lance has something. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're in a very similar position as the Packers were this year, where if you decide you want to go with Trey Lance and be and be nine and eight and and yeah, nine and eight, maybe yeah. you can be ten and seven, get into the playoffs and see what happens. And maybe or maybe you, you suck to high heaven and, and you and get a you five, get, top five yeah, pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, to me, it might be a win. I just feel like we can't, as an organization, as a fan base, be held back anymore by the fear of not having a franchise quarterback. I was for many years because I have not had faith that they can actually go and find somebody. They wanted to move up and go get Paxton Lynch. And afterwards, Jerry was kicking himself that he wasn't more aggressive to do it. And Paxton Lynch was a train wreck and was terrible, right? They got lucky with Romo. They got lucky with Dak Prescott. But maybe you can get lucky with Trey Lance. Yeah, they've already made a deal. He's already been on the he's roster on for team. Yeah, he's on your roster. Four six nine. Move on from Prescott. Eat the money. Tank on purpose. I think that's an attractive off. That's an attractive opportunity to me. I feel like the Hall of Fame quarterback is so important, or the All Pro quarterback. I think I should say because Dak would probably be Hall of Fame if he wins a Super Bowl. The 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 quarterback who's capable of elevating you is so worth it that I'm just I'm playing the draft trying to find him. And when he shows up, I'm committing to that guy. Everybody else I draft in the meantime, I'm going four and five years and we're back into a new one. Because if you're not that guy, yeah. like paying you like you're that guy is the market. You know, you've earned that contract. Somebody else is going to give it to you. I, I feel like I have a much better chance of taking a budget quarterback out of free agency and drafting another guy and still making the playoffs. You're not elevating us to championship status i think that's a huge mistake nfl teams are making right now because they're scared of not being able to find the next one that's going to be able to like get them in the playoffs but not elevate them in a way so you know i i would love it if the cowboys would do something different but i I think after 30 plus years their system of team building is refined they're they're in their groove right now they think they they got this thing figured out and things just need to fall their way one of these times into the playoffs and that's the difficulty is like, you know, having these great ideas and knowing you have an organization that doesn't want to adopt them. You have the owner that is the GM. There's no new ideas coming in here that would make somebody go, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I know the NFL doesn't want us to tank, so we're definitely not tanking. 
but we're cutting all of our veterans this year, and their dead money's hitting the cap, so there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks we can field a competitive team. We're going to win three or four games max this year, and then we're going to take a shot at drafting a quarterback. And if it happens again the following year, awesome. We'll have another chance at taking a, a great one. And if we don't have the quarterback already, uh, or maybe we do, we can take the best tackle in football. We can take the best edge in football. I think one of the big problems the Cowboys have made is not being willing to go dumpster diving for talent for a, a consecutive seasons. That's where you end up with the guys on your team who can be absolute uh, you know, game changers. And obviously, quarterback's the most important position. The Cowboys have just shown a willingness to settle. If you want to be a great organization in football, you have to do it with a great front office that is going to outthink the rest of the league on a regular basis or have a quarterback capable of elevating you like LeBron James elevates basketball teams. And there's only a couple of dudes out there. So if you're not one, it makes total sense to just try to find that savior quarterback again and again and again and again. And the great news is a lot of rookies are coming into the game now able to play. You don't have to wait three or four years. You've changed the rules of the game. And the quarterbacks have gotten better at preparing to come in and play your game. You don't have to say we're drafting a rookie and we're done for three years while we watch him develop. You get to jump right in the thick of things. Even bad rookies that the NFL thought this dude can't play are just good at processing and are accurate. They're not tough at all. You don't have to be tough. You don't even have to be that big. As long as we can protect you and have an organized offense that you can learn, there's so many ways to succeeding as a rookie quarterback in today's game that were just not available in previous generations. And I, I feel like, you know, at least our front office is stuck in those previous generations with a couple of very important concepts, and that's one of them, you know, because as Brian has said, the Cowboys are one of the few teams that actually could do something bold like that. They sure. could. Because yeah. the owner and the GM are the same guy. Yeah. Other GMs won't do it. They're scared of getting fired for losing the, the, the quarterback. But uh, the Cowboys absolutely could commit to that. And if I, if my name was last name Jones, I would say, Dad, this is what we should do. You know, we've, we've made all of the money. We could screw up for probably 15 straight years and still be America's team, right? Like, ha- having something expire on you like that takes at least two full decades. How about we take five years and do this, Dad? Let's try to go for a Hall of Fame quarterback and actually put winning the Super Bowl as our number one thing. And every year... We're going to exhaust all resources to try to build a roster that can do that for us. Yeah. Okay, uh, back to the Cowboys here. Coming up in Krusty's Corner in about 15, uh, 10, 15 minutes. Time now for the G-Bag of the Day. In the pickup yeah. is Lucius. Yeah! Like Cat Williams said. No, that's Dave Chappelle. Excuse me. That's <laughs> 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 your boy in his bag. <laughs> yeah, like Dave Chappelle said. You got to be humble enough to know when you're living your dreams or someone else's. And Cat Williams said you got to be in tune with your star player. With that being said, our star player so far for G-Bag of the Day is Joe Boo Sports Report. They were watching the uh, Cowboys game in someone's man cave right when Dak threw that pick six. They knew the game was over. Ron Paula here because we've been running and we've been throwing the ball a lot. Oh, Dak, oh, no. Dad, it's over. Oh, over. This game is over. Cut it off, it's over. I, I, Congratulations, Green Bay. Congratulations, Green Bay. Congratulations, Green Bay. I said run the ball. Congratulations, <laughs> Green Bay. Dak Prescott, you need to be fired today. That was on you, Dak. That
That was on you, Dad! I said run the ball. That was on Dad Prescott! Trying to feed the fantasy lamb! You tried to feed the fantasy lamb! My man's blood pressure going crazy. Way crazy. Jeez. It was shocking. I understand it. I understand it though. All right, number two right here in our G Bag of the Day bag. There's a reporter to ask Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles about how to prepare his team to play in that Detroit weather up there in Detroit. Detroit, what up, though? Pontiacs and all that good stuff I got going on. It's Detroit. Uh, here it goes. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. Oh. I don't um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. He didn't have to do that 20 seconds getting off the bus part. Yeah, he didn't no. have to do that. He could have yeah. went to the next person right yeah, there. 20 have. seconds getting off the bus. You wouldn't be in petty there, Todd Bowles. I've seen that oh, pettiness man. oozing off of your fam. That was oh, a want to get away for that reporter. Oh, he could have let her off easy, though. He should have. <laughs> See what else I got That's unfortunate, though, you know? What did you have? The way he reacted? No, or what? it's just her. It's unfortunate. Yeah, she needs to I, I, be I feel, I feel bad for her there. I don't. I do. A lot of people are assuming that she's like the, the news the news reporter that's getting thrown into the sports line of fire they on a random her, week. They asked her to cover the team. Yeah, but like for me, I just, I would never, if I was a news person getting thrown into the sports, I'm not asking questions here. Yeah. Like, point. yeah. Maybe yeah. She, did she know that she didn't have to ask a question being in this room? Because I there's no way that I would put myself out there. Like, if you throw me in a political thing right now and I got to ask a question, I'm going to sound like a dumbass. It's yeah. amazing the defenses people will come to. All it is is do some research, you know, prepare for your job. Notice, yeah, this is a dome. They're not playing outdoors. If that was your question, it's not hard. Or or try less hard and go in there knowing you're not going to ask a question. You, you do no research anything. and you're just there. Yeah. That's my approach. Yeah. <laughs> that was me on the, that got us, baby. That was <laughs> me on go. those Rick Carlisle uh, Zooms. I just kind of sat there and watched. Until yeah. Rick called you out. Until he, yeah, he called me out. Yeah. Let's see what else I got for you boys. Well, let's go to Nova Scotia again. Oh. <laughs> Nova Scotia. One was Manitoba. This one is Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, yeah. Don't you know? High school announcer, scared of the puck. This has happened during <laughs> hockey. Oh, hell yes. ha, let's go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I can tell you who's going to win by the amount of uh, requests that's been sent to me. Okay. This video's been sent to me in every platform <laughs> I've ever on. owned. It I think I got it sent to me on MySpace somewhere. I was like, damn. <laughs> rush. Pulls it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. 9.25 left. I apologize if I just uh, uh, just damaged your eardrums there. Just It went right over the mesh, right over my head. So, uh, oh my God. I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Everyone's a uh, few people look at me. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. Just fine. <laughs> fine. Oh, my God. As I apologize for that one right there. And 
for saying, oh my god, I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> just falling okay, apart. I'm just trying to catch my breath here. Uh, just Okay, just all right. As we're back to this thing, rush here with it. <laughs> we're back to this thing. I imagine that's our guy Rowdy's like Canadian cousin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Freaked out? The puck's flying at you? Yeah, that little sound there yeah, is, is yeah. his life little flashing much. before his eyes. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Freak you out. I get it. That puck is scary, especially if you can spot it. There's those those yeah. hockey announcers now that are between the glass, between the benches and stuff. And they like they're getting hit with the pucks now. And they just keep on broadcasting. You know, like the puck flies into the bench area, and those dudes. Oh yeah, the old they, players. They they get take hit. one to the jawbone and like I yeah, love it. Like, they're like, I yeah. missed the oh, game. Oh, look out, Serge! Look yeah. out! I oh. missed the taste of blood. Yeah, in my he, like, mouth. he took one right oh, off the side of the head and keeps talking about odd man rush. You yeah, know? different breeds, bro. Different breed. Yeah. Yeah, they played with no helmets for years. Yeah, Crazy. for years. Yeah. Most of them were teethless. That's just wild. <laughs> yeah, you're just playing teethless. your sport, and the yeah. the puck just flies at your face, knocks your teeth out. Like, no, I don't want a helmet. I'm a real man. Lay out and <laughs> block a puck. Yeah, okay. Men will do anything to prove they're not a P word. No, I'm not a P word either, man. Yeah, no helmet for me either. Pussalonymous, by the way, is the P word we're referring to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pussalonymous. Pussalonymous. Because I would never degrade another P word. Uh, Des Bryant had a message for Gilly. Uh oh. I was going to play this yesterday. This is not really one, but I just, you know, this is Des Bryant. He's in this city. He's dunking on Gilly and the Eagles, so I might as well play it. What the f is this? What the f is this, Gilly? So you're gonna take your ass in that locker room and them boys up mentally. That's what you done did. Now I'm gonna tell you like this too. I ain't ever bet my money on your trash ass Eagles again. This is the second time they done me out of some money, fing up my parlay. And DJ, yeah, texting me talking, talking about the Cowboys. What's up with these trash ass Eagles? I ain't heard nothing from you. You ain't in my DMs no more. Yeah. You ain't in my text thread no more. What's up? Where you at? These yeah. sorry ass on my TV, man. <laughs> <laughs> Des Bryant dunking on the Eagles. Our champ, Joe Boo Sports Report, live on the Cowboys. He told him to run the ball. Uh, how to prepare your team to, uh, to go to Detroit and play in that weather with the Todd Bowles. Uh, and uh, uh, Nova Scotia, hockey announcer. Wow. Rowdy sees Canadian cousin. That's my vote, Chief. How about you? Yeah, it's got to be. Two for hockey, Lucius. What do you say? Uh, Joe Boo Sports. Dak through that INT. <laughs> it's two to one, Wolchuk. Yeah, I'll go with the hockey announcer. Three to one. Uh, I'm going to vote for Des Bryant. Three to one to one, don't you know? Kiss ass. For the second time this year. That was year, a good one, though. A hockey announcer and his, uh, his, uh, his faux pas, his bloopers, winning G-bag of the day. Or maybe not his bloopers. It could have been his best work of the night, actually, taking a listen to that ear, checking it. Where are we going next in the corner, Brian? Yeah, I always got some cowboy questions for my guys. We'll do those next. All righty. Thank you, Lucius. Jorge Sedano, ESPN uh, basketball coming up at 3 o'clock. He'll be reporting live from Mavs Lakers tonight in Los Angeles. We'll talk NBA with Jorge coming up in about 15 minutes. Here's Brian Broaddus, Crossy's Corner. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. Um Hearing some news or hearing some whispers that uh, Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, and Stephen Jones will be meeting tomorrow. Oh, okay. So uh, I think they've got everything lined up for their – or they've finished all their player evaluations as far as uh, getting the players off uh, into the off season. Maybe Mike had a chance to meet with the coaches a little bit and talk about that, kind of clean up some things there. But I am hearing that they're going to meet tomorrow. So – We'll see what uh, what happens. I think this, like I said, this is going to be 
I think this is going to be Mike McCarthy trying to explain to Jerry Jones what his plan is going forward. I think Jerry's going to have some questions about you know, what happened in the playoffs and what happened during the season, why, you know, why you had some losses. Like you're talking about, Chief, some of the better teams in the league. You know, what do we need to do different? I think Mike's going to have that opportunity to present his side of the, the case. But I Which assistant coaches to blame this time? Yeah, I, 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 think, I think we are going to see some changes there. I really, really do. So, And speaking of that, uh, Chief, I'll start with you on this one. How did it all fall apart for Dan Quinn? Uh, that's a good question. See, that thing was riding such a momentum train to the point where we were even talking about if you were, if you know, it meant keeping him or Mike McCarthy, you would sacrifice Mike McCarthy, or you were worried about him going and taking another job. I get the vibe that the fan base is ready to move on from Mike McCarthy, or excuse me, uh, from Dan Quinn. So, yeah. but how did it all fall apart for him? Well, I mean, the other day it was it was it looked like a defense that was just they were lost. That it looked like they were unprepared, and it looked like you were putting guys like one of the one of the things that Dan Quinn has done so well at over the course of his tenure here is it felt like he put guys in positions to succeed. When you're dropping Micah Parsons into coverage on third and nine, yeah, I don't think you're doing that. When you're putting J. Ron Curse, who is a box player, as your center fielder free safety at times, I don't think you're doing that. Um, and and it just felt like when guys are running that wide open, that tells me that your your defense didn't know didn't know what they were doing. Like the Packers, it felt like defensively knew exactly what you wanted to do. Right, and they were they were at the spots that you were throwing to before your receiver was, and it couldn't have been more opposite for your defense. So, uh, and then it felt like he just never adjusted. Like, okay, I get it. You have the way the team is built, and due to the injuries with Overshone and, and Van Der Esch, your linebackers, and all right, you got to run small. But where where are you really adjusting anything? Where where are you showing different fronts? Like, I love Todd Bowles saying, "Yeah, we played the Eagles earlier in the season. They ran all over us. They did. So, what did they do? They 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 switched it up. And going into the playoff game the other night, the Buccaneers decided they were going to have an extra man on their line of scrimmage." Threw off the Eagles, yeah. and guess what? Eagles couldn't do bleep. Yeah, I, I don't see any adjustments, Dan Quinn. How about you, there, Wooly Bully? I, I think what it went really, wrong for Dan Quinn? Yeah, I mean, what's what's gone wrong for him is against motion offenses and against the Lafleurs, the Shanahan's, uh, the McVeighs. You know, those type of teams. He 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 does not have an answer, and he hasn't, and that's not something that's new. Now Sunday was uh, horrific, and that was ultimately what is going to cost him who knows I mean I still think he gets a head coaching job because I still think by and large I mean the turnovers and a lot of the things that he's done here has been very very good but I think that type of offense that type of system and some of the stuff when you go back and watch it I think Matt LaFleur had a great game plan for offensively and other that is is just an inability to adapt and adjust and personnel and maybe he he needs to rethink some things when it comes to you know having being all about speed. You know, we talked about that a little bit yeah. earlier with the draft show. You know, Dan Quinn does want speed. Broad Marinelli, too. You know, I want defense tackles that are light in the ass. Mm. We're, play, we're rushing the quarterback and playing the run on the way to the quarterback. In today's NFL, maybe that's not necessarily the way to do it, uh, especially against some of the better teams. So I think big picture, it definitely is an inability to be able to adjust to these motion 
type of offenses that you're seeing from the McVay and Shanahan coaching trees. And I, I will add in there, like he his defense, it is dependent on getting turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, turnovers are good and everybody wants them. But can you win without getting them? Because the turnovers we know are a little bit random. You got to yeah. get a little bit lucky. And, and and if this Cowboys defense wasn't forcing turnovers, they were usually getting crushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think overshown and Leighton Vanderish. I I I I agree with uh, everything that the Nosebleed Brothers had to say there. I, I think injuries um, magnified a major f- uh, problem in team building. You know, I was listening to Chiefs. Uh, pregame I think it was and Mahomes was talking about how awesome it was to work against his linebackers sure he's like man these guys can guard and hit I thought it was interesting he used the word guard like it was basketball but he you know he meant cover um and and he was right so the Cowboys are always looking for some place they can skimp they've chosen to do it with this group at linebacker yeah I think it really costs them against these kinds of teams. Okay, I was going to ask you, one of my questions was, Gavin, was going short at linebacker this front office's biggest mistake this year? Well, I mean, if if you want to try to team build in the way they do without going all in, if you want to choose a position you're not going to pay, I agree. You know, do linebacker and also running back. But I think the Tony Pollard mistake is probably bigger than what they did at, at linebacker. I mean... They brought in a lot of young guys. They just haven't got one to hit, and Leighton got hurt again. How about you, Chief? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's right up there. But I was. I was going to go. Anytime you're you're giving ten million dollars to a running back off an injury, that's that's going to be that's going to be the worst decision you made. Yeah. Ultimately, like you had, you thought you had three good ones coming out of camp. We thought Demone Clark would be good. They thought Demone Clark would be good. He wasn't. That hurt him. LV got hurt. Overshone got hurt. So I think they were thinking, we've got three linebackers that are good. We can line up. We can go play. That's not a position that we're going to have to worry about. Evidently, it it was one of your Achilles heels. Yeah, I think I think that was, to me, you mentioned about the running back paying at $10 million. I, that absolutely was a mistake. But I think that I, I thought they they relied so much on their that big nickel that they play. We were talking about again today yeah. on the draft show of how much Dan Quinn likes to play with that safety down and you know, be able to play in coverage and all that. I think he just got, I think that Dan convinced him that we could play this way. We don't have to have all these linebackers. So I think that was a fundamental mistake on their part. They they had some success and he tried to carry it maybe a step further than probably what it needed to be. And then all of a sudden when you didn't have the linebackers available, then it became very clear that you, you can't play defense that way. Yeah. Or you can't have success playing defense that way well and and when you do that and you sacrifice some of your your run defense okay you better be dominant in the in in the pass defense category and that is not the case you have undersized linebackers Marquise Bell was pretty good in coverage this year for sure but Damone Clark was not and on Sunday your entire pass defense was terrible yeah it's like you're sacrificing the run game with your personnel okay are you making up for it with your pass defense the answer was hell no okay how about this one Wooly Bully was communication the biggest problem for this defense or with the lack of size? I think it was the lack of size for the most part. I mean, I, I think that that's a, a big reason why you got run on. Teams were looking at, okay, I've got a small linebacker here in Marquise Bell. Let me go ahead and, and, and attack that. Uh, in the middle, you you had Mozzie and Hankins, but, I mean, Osa, not huge. Micah Parsons playing edge, not huge, right? Strong as hell. But he's a little bit undersized. So outside of tank on at your end position, I mean Fowler, also another one of those guys. So 
I think the size was, was a massive problem. I think that you saw communication at times probably an issue, but I'd take size over the communication. Gavin? Uh, size. Yeah, usually the answer in sports. See, I, I think it's the communication. I, I see undersized linebackers in Baltimore, yeah. but they know what they're doing. You know, like I, I think you have guys running wide open against you versus the Packers because no one knows what to do. It's not because you're too small. And and your linebackers were small, yes, but they also didn't know where the ball was going. Right. It's it's like they had no idea where they were going. It's not like, oh, I know everything, but this lineman's on me and I can't do anything about it. You're lost. Ball's going right. Damone Clark, you're going left, bro. Uh, and you got guys running wide open. And there's sometimes where Green Bay's about to snap the ball, and you got guys on the defensive line looking at each other like, "Wait, are we? Where are we supposed yeah. to be? What? What's the? I mean, yeah. what are you doing here? You're yeah. almost getting caught with 12 men on the field." Yeah, communication was a problem, I think. And my final one, real quick, guys, did Jalen Tolbert bounce back for you this year? Yeah, he did. You know, and, and that makes it a, an absolute lock. You move on from Gallup because he can give you the 400 yards that Gallup did. He didn't bounce back in a way that meets the expectation of where you drafted him. So he bounced back from being completely useless last year, but he didn't bounce back in a way that gives me confidence that I want you to be a guy I'm consistently throwing the ball to. Yeah, I think I think he did. I mean, people wrote him off, and I think he, he had some good moments for you this year to where you feel like he can be a, a third or fourth wide receiver next year. Gentlemen, appreciate that. Thank you. You got it. There he goes. Brian brought us Krusty's Corner every afternoon at 2.40 here in the G-Bag Nation. Jorge Sedano, ESPN, is going to talk Mavs-Lakers with us next in the nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.